0: The Las Vegas Raiders have partnered with the global lifestyle app, True Connect, to give the gift of wellness. Transform your mind, body, and soul through thousands of hours of premium fitness content, guided meditations, progress tracking, and more. Visit tcfree.fit to redeem one free year of True Connect, exclusively for Raider Nation. And we're back with breaking news. Coke Zero Sugar might be the best Coke ever. That's right, Jim. Coke Zero Sugar is a must-try for any Coke fan, so make sure you- Jim. (laughs) Ha ha Jim. We're on the air. Ooh, yes, this tastes like the best Coke ever to me. Your thoughts, Jen? Well, can I have a sip? (laughs) Jen, we're in the middle of reporting the news. I need to try it first.
1: You're listening to a pawn further review presented by Coors Light on the official Raiders Podcast Network. Here's your host Eddie Pascal.
0: Raider Nation, what is going on? Eddie Pascal here, back at the Intermount Health Performance Center, and thank you, thank you, thank you for hanging out with us for another episode of Upon Further Review, brought to you by the good folks at Coors Light. And man, kind of cloudy outside at the old uh, at the old facility today, but the vibes inside are sensational. Everyone is feeling good. Your Las Vegas Raiders have won two games in a row. And don't uh, don't get too far ahead of yourselves. But back at 500, the silver and black are in the mix. You let, you know it's so much fun at this point of the year when you are in the mix to see all the graphics and, and the uh, you know the, the little packages that ESPN and Fox and whoever it is that put together NFL network about the teams that are in the hunt. And as we sit here now, your Las Vegas Raiders very much alive, but with a really, really tough task ahead of them this weekend as they head east to take on Tua Tagovailoa and the Miami Dolphins. But we're feeling good. Like I said, energy is exceptional. Everyone is fired up, and we got a great episode of the show today. In just a little bit, we will hang out with one of the, in my opinion, Unsung heroes of your 2023 Las Vegas Raiders, that is center Andre James. Andre James about as steady as they come in the NFL this year, man. A guy who just comes to work every single day does his thing, dominates on a game day. And really, I think we got to tip our hat to Andre for kind of dealing with a lot of changes over the past, let's call it six months, for the silver and black in terms of the man under center. Let us not forget that this time last year, he was uh, hiking the ball to Derek Carr, then he was snapping to Jimmy Garoppolo, and now on his third quarterback in Aiden O'Connell. But uh, it was great to talk to Andre, share some great stories about kind of where the Raiders are at at this point in the season, uh, the progression he's seen from Aiden, and of course... What it's been like to run the ball as effectively as the the Raiders have the past two weeks. But you guys know the deal. I got some bills to pay. So we begin, as we always do, with our transactions brought to you by Shift 4 Payments. So since the last time that we all hung out just about a week ago, Champ Kelly and the Silver and Black have made the following roster moves. On 11-11, the Silver and Black activated tackle Brandon Parker and wide receiver DJ Turner from the practice squad. A few days later, that would be Monday the 13th, Mr. Parker and Mr. Turner reverted back to the practice squad. And then the big one of the week, and we will get to this in just a second, on November 14th, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders claimed cornerback Jack Jones via waiver from the New England Patriots and waived defensive end Isaac Rochelle. And then on November 15th, the Las Vegas Raiders designated safety Roderick Teamer for return from the injured reserve list. So, a lot going on especially on the uh, the bottom half of the Raiders roster as it always feels like is the case this time of the year. But the big one and I said at the top and I want to make sure that we get to is the newest addition to the DB room, Jack Jones. Now, what do we know about Mr. Jones? Well, he has appeared in 5 games for the New England Patriots this year and uh, and is a dude That is really familiar with Antonio Pierce. Uh, obviously the interim head coach for the Silver and Black. Uh, Jones, a 5'11", 175-pound corner, joins the Las Vegas Raiders after spending two seasons with the Patriots. Originally a fourth-round pick by the Pats. Uh, Jones has appeared in 17 games, two starts, 42 tackles, two picks, three TFLs, a forced fumble, a fumble recovery, and seven passes defense. A native, and this is what we need to uh, put a highlight here, right, a native of Long Beach, California, Jones attended Long Beach Poly High School before he played two seasons at USC and then finished it up at Arizona State. Why don't you guys take a guess who his coach was at Long Beach Poly and then later at Arizona State. You got it, Antonio Pierce. So we talk about the familiarity that Jack Jones has with Antonio, uh, has with what the expectation is going to be of him as he enters Las Vegas as he puts on the silver and black for the first time. Uh, an exciting addition to this team, especially as we are entering the holiday season, let's call it mid-November. And, and let's be honest, right? The Raiders DBs, and, and I've talked about it time and time and time again, this Raiders defense, in, in my per- in my opinion, has overperformed in 23, has exceeded expectations. My own expectations, it really feels like the expectations of everyone else out there except for the dudes in that locker room. But the DBs, the DB room, they need some help. The depth at this point, guys have been hurt. Amik Robertson, obviously really scary situation for him last Sunday at Allegiant, uh, you know, is in the concussion protocol. Uh, Jacorian Bennett has been banged up a little bit. Nate Hobbs has missed games. And at this point in the year, right, you just need healthy bodies. You need guys that can come in, that can play some meaningful snaps. And will Jack Jones play meaningful snaps on Sunday? It remains to be seen. Like, this dude has been here less than a week. Uh, but it feels like if ever there was a moment where where you see a guy signed with the team on Monday, Tuesday, whatever it was, and then is active and playing on a game day, it feels like this is the kind of situation that, uh, that would warrant that kind of move. But, Look, at the end of the day, a really athletic dude, a fast guy. Uh, Jack Jones makes this defense, makes this secondary faster, makes them more explosive. Uh, And I'll be excited to see what this looks like, whether it's this Sunday or next Sunday or two Sundays from now. But, uh, you know, objectively, a a good signing for this team. You know, we saw some reports from some of the national guys out there that there were multiple teams. That put in a in a waiver claim for Jack uh, for Jack Jones, but he ends up here in Las Vegas with the silver and black. A guy that, like I said, we have big expectations for. A guy that we're gonna have to kind of wait and see what that looks like. But uh, really excited to have him in the mix. Another guy who we are always excited to have in the mix, man. And I talk about it all the time. One of the best dudes in this locker room. One of the best players. In the NFL, just before we get into all the really football-heavy stuff, man, just want to give a little bit of a little bit of love to our guy Max Crosby. Earlier this week, uh, the Max Crosby Foundation went live. Really, really cool. I know something that Max and his uh, and his wife have been working on for really a hot minute here, and uh, really cool to see that come to fruition. Uh, the Max Crosby Foundation is a nonprofit organization dedicated to the support of teen substance abuse intervention, youth health, and wellness animal rescue and abuse prevention, and other charitable causes. So, I mean, you look at what Max and his wife did a few weeks ago— Donating a million dollars to their alma mater at Eastern Michigan, you know we we've seen Max out in the community. Max is so visible, uh, obviously uh, here in this community for everything that he does on the field, but he's also really visible for the stuff that he's off the field too. A dude with a huge heart, a, a guy who uh, certainly is is doing everything the right way at this point in his life, and who really he's talked about it a lot, man. A guy who wants to give back, who feels called to give back for all the help that he has received along the journey. So really, really cool for Max to have the Max Crosby Foundation go live. And just wanted to give our guy a little bit of love, a uh, friend of the program, Max Crosby, for that really cool off-the-field venture that he has now officially rocking and rolling here in Las Vegas. Uh, other exciting, I don't want to say off-the-field news, but kind of semi-off-the-field related, uh, our guy Robert Spillane. AFC Defensive Player of the Week. Man, it's crazy the, uh, what, what starts happening when you start winning some football games in terms of the awards. But, yes, Robert Spillane, your, your AFC Defensive Player of the Week, following his clutch interception and really just overall performance uh, in the Week 10 win over the, the Jets. First time that old Robert Spillane has been named Defensive Player of the Week. Uh, man. Really, really cool. Robert is currently tied for the league lead interceptions with three among linebackers and leads the Raiders in the in that category as well as total tackles with 81. Uh, and, you know, really interim head coach Antonio Pierce said it best. I mean, he goes, you guys have your superstars in the Max Crosby's of the world, but then you have the lunch pail guys and this guy just loves ball, man. Antonio Pierce said, uh, referencing Robert Spillane. You can see it on his face. You can see the energy and excitement he brings to our team. And just again, when we talk about that will to win and just being gritty. And look, the Raiders don't win that game against the New York Jets without Robert Spillane. No uh, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. They do not win that game unless Robert Spillane does his thing. And, and really, we talk about you know Andre James, who we'll get to in just a second, about his consistency as a guy who just shows up every single day, every single week. He's the same dude just bringing the heat, bringing the energy. I mean, that's Robert Spillane on the defensive side of the football. Uh, I mean, it really feels, you know, we talk about Max and, and kind of the energy that he brings, uh, and it really feels like Robert Spillane matches that energy. Robert Spillane, the quarterback of this defense, the man in the middle who is just a beast, a machine. He's always around the football. And I think what's been really cool, we forget that this is Robert's first year in silver and black. Like, he seems like a guy who has been a Raider for a really, really long time. But the reality is, is he's been here seven months, right? Seven months, we signed him in April, but dude who hasn't even been here a calendar year and the relationship, the mutual respect that he has with the fan base here is really, really, really cool. Uh, and I'm excited that he's getting his uh, getting his flowers right now very much well deserved. So keep on trucking Robert Sulimane and uh, yeah, look if the Raiders want to win on Sunday man against a really good Miami Dolphins team, he is once again. Going to have to bring his A game. But uh, really quickly, I just wanted to touch on the win over the Jets. 16-12 back at Allegiant Stadium. Uh, The Raiders needed to win back-to-back games at home. They needed to handle business at Allegiant, and that is exactly what they did. And I I think for me, though, as we kind of zoom out and, look, we can talk about the excitement, the vibes in the building, all that, and we obviously will touch on that with Andre here in just a sec. I think the biggest thing for me, it finally feels like the Raiders have an identity. Your 2023 Raiders have an identity. Uh, They are going to be a run-first team. They want to establish the line of scrimmage. They want to get Josh Jacobs rolling. Josh has his first 100-plus-yard game of the year on Sunday against the Jets, Sunday night against the Jets. And, man... You know, when this team is rocking, when this team is in the zone, that is the formula. That is the recipe for success for your Las Vegas Raiders. Get Josh going. Lean on this offensive line. Let them take you where you want to go. And then with the rookie quarterback under center, let him cook when, when the opportunity arises. Don't make him drop back and throw the ball 40, 45 times. Let him kind of, and I mean this in the best possible way, and I hate that this term is viewed as a negative sometimes. Let him manage the game. Let him get the offense into the right looks. Let him check into the calls that he sees are are beneficial at that moment. But don't put the the weight of the NFL world on the shoulders of your young uh, rookie quarterback. And look, now... We've seen the formula. We've seen it more than once. We have seen it be effective on multiple occasions, and I cannot wait to see uh, how this team does, like I said, headed east to take on the Miami Dolphins. And like I said, no easy task in taking on two uh, Mike McDaniels and that electric, exciting, dynamic, versatile Miami offense. But, man. It is going to be a lot of fun, and a guy who is going to have his work cut out for him because do not sleep on that Miami defense either is our guy Andre James. So good to catch up with Andre, man, a guy who is uh, you know has been really cool. And I was telling him this as we were walking up to the studio the other day. It's been really cool to kind of see him uh, develop, mature, undrafted dude out of UCLA when we were back in Oakland. Now to being one of the unquestioned leaders of this team, right? The man in the middle, the guy who makes sure that everyone is exactly where they need to be. So with that being said, I hope you guys all enjoy our conversation with the center for the Las Vegas Raiders, Andre James. And excited to be joined by the man in the middle of the Raiders offensive line, our pal Andre James. And Andre, I just want to start here, man, before we get into all the fun stuff. Make me a little bit smarter, right? We heard from from Coach yesterday, and he talked about just the kind of monumental, the the gargantuan task that Jermaine had last week, midweek, switching from the right side to the left side. Like, what does that look like for an offensive lineman?
1: you know that's it's a huge responsibility being on the left side as opposed to the right and just being able to make that switch you know so quick Uh, so my hat's off to him he went in that in there and you know completely just battled all game long he had a really good game so it's not easy everything's opposite so the play calling your your technique everything's different so to be able to go and did what he did uh last Sunday was really quite incredible
0: you know really against a a really Really, really good Jets defense, too. I mean, that's like – I mean, I'm sure you know better than that. From top to bottom, they really good at what they do. But, oh, yeah, no, you know, no. does that change anything for you to not have Colton in there and to have – to kind of go through some of those changes? Or you're like, hey, I got five guys here. We're moving as one. Like, we just got to keep rocking.
1: <laughs> you know, it doesn't change too much for me. Mainly the left guard. Lef- left guard, oh, okay. there's a lot of communication in there. And there, there's a lot of things like how you want to fit double teams and stuff like that. So, for me, not as much uh, – there's more communication from me going into him and just how he, you know, uh, accepts it. So, yeah, it'd be more on the left guard. And I think those two had great communication all, all game long. And, uh, yeah, they did their thing.
0: Really? You think the left guard more than the right guard in, in kind of the situation that you're bringing out? Like, you talk to the left guard more than you do the guy
1: on the right? No, I think I'm saying that as oh, Jermaine, I see. Oh, I see yeah, what Jermaine, you oh, talk to left yeah, guard yeah, a little yeah, more. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, they're, you know, that makes exactly sense. right next to each other. So, yeah.
0: You know, it's been, obviously, a really exciting two weeks. We were talking about it, you know, good energy in this building, right? Guys are walking around, smiling. Obviously, the results on the field help a lot in that mm-hmm. regard. But when you kind of look at, at just the offensive line, the big fellows up front, like, do you think that the past two games, the past two wins, are the best games that you've played in 2023? Or do you think that, hey, we're still kind of ascending and still trying to get to where we want to go?
1: You know, I definitely always see there's a lot of room imp- for improvement, and uh, especially for myself. And uh, I think that gives us a lot of hope, and uh, it, it almost gives us some excitement. Because I mean, you know we see a lot of success, but then you turn on the tape, it's like, man, if we would have just done this, if we would have done that. It would have been, you know, that five yard carry would have been a 20 So it almost kind of gets you excited and kind of gives you energy because, like, man, we could really, we could really run the ball even better. So yeah, I, I, I don't know if I would say that's these are two are best games, but I definitely think we're getting some good momentum going forward.
0: You talk about the guy who's been running the ball a lot is our guy Josh Jacobs, right? But Coming yeah. off his two statistically speaking his best games of, of twenty twenty three. I mean, what have you kind of seen? From Josh over the past couple weeks, have you has it been anything different, or is it really just Josh is now? You know, he talks about a post game like he really is kind of getting those reps, and he's getting a lot of them.
1: Yeah, I think what we're seeing also too is uh, you know ball, uh, Bo's calling the run, and mm-hmm. uh, we, we feel it. There's momentum in, in the play calling, and we, we we definitely want to make it an emphasis of running the ball, and as an offensive line that gets you excited. So especially when you got a dude like eight back there, Josh Jacobs, you you want to block for him. You want it. You want to get him those handoffs. You want to get him those carries because he, he attacks every day with you know energy and effort and you know you know every time he's going to get the ball in his hands he's going to give you everything he's got you know what does
0: it feel at least from like our view in the box like it it feels like you can almost sense when the run game, when Josh and the five of you guys are just like in the zone. You know what <laughs> I mean? It feels like you kind of go in that slow-mo matrix, dodging the bullets kind of thing. Like, what does it feel like for you guys? Like, to your point, when Bo's calling run after run after run, what does it feel like being in that kind of mode?
1: Oh, it's great, man. You know, we, we we talk all week long, and it was like sometimes, you know, a play might not get, uh, you know early in the game, it might not get work into those those 10 yard carries 15 yard carries it's it 's about building momentum until later on the game and that that 's what you see in these last couple of games is, is you know late in the game we see the run game really start to take over and i think that 's just the momentum and you know just using the physicality and it's just starting to wear on defenses that we 're really being able to you know take their will away from them you
0: know we hear that term all the time about you know an offensive line leaning on the defensive line right kind of making you know feeling heavy like do you guys, is that something you guys can feel during the curse of course of four quarters we are like Okay, like we're getting we're getting we're getting close to that moment.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah, you definitely feel especially when you're using tempo and it you just, they've just been taking on double teams, you know, all all game long. And so it definitely wears on them and you definitely do feel it. And it almost gets you like a little more excited about okay, let's keep doing this.
0: Yeah, we talk about being <laughs> in the zone, right? I yep. mean that certainly helps, right? When you when you're yep. like, hey, I know that we're close, but yep, no doubt. you know, it has been so exciting, I think, for this fan base to watch this team the past couple weeks, right? With all the new changes we see, you know, we see Josh, we see Bo Hardigree doing his thing, like you mentioned. Hmm. Uh the guy under center has changed as well. Aiden's out there doing his thing, young guy with a great mustache. Uh, <laughs> what is and I think the, the one question that we've gotten from so many fans, and I figured, well, who's the better best guy to ask? What's he like in the huddle? Right, because we see him in the press conference, right? Really mm-hmm. calm, cool, collected. We kind of see these moments of him having fun a little bit off the field, but like in the huddle, getting the play calling. What's Aiden like?
1: Yeah, he's locked in. That's I mean, that's a one word I can describe to you know to say him, mean, and it's rare to see that from a rookie. You know, such poise and you know uh, just everything he does, he does with a purpose. You know, what I mean, he gets us really going, and you know, I'm I'm always excited to be blocking for him because he. he his intensity and the way he's locked in, you know, it gets you gets you excited.
0: As, was there a moment, whether it was, you know, obviously training camp or the past couple of weeks where you're like, oh, okay, we'll be okay with Aiden there? Because obviously there's so yeah. much change. And we talk about the past, even the past nine, 12 months, so many changes on that side of the football. But was there mm. a kind of moment you can remember like, all right, the young guy's going to yeah. be good?
1: I do remember. It was early on, I think like even like maybe it was OTAs or training camp uh Whereas like the O-line was in there for like watching like some seven-on-seven seven clips where we just were kind of stuck. like Sometimes that happens when you're just watching them run routes. And I was like, man, who's this number four kid? And I think it was Alex Barge. He was like, that's eight, and he can sling it. And I was like, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> so that was like probably one of the first times I was like, man, this kid can really throw the ball. And you know, we see it now, and it's like, yeah, he's really starting to take games over. And, you know, just to see that from a rookie is really impressive.
0: And I think for us, again, from kind of the layman's point of view, I think what's been really exciting for us to watch, Aiden, is it feels like obviously game one, you know, there's an improvement from game two to you know, compared to game one. But it feels like even kind of half to half, some of the adjustments that he's been able to make, and we talk about kind of staying right here. I mean, it feels like this is a guy that comes in that can get, can, can dissect and really from series to series, half to have. it feels like this guy's getting better.
1: Oh, yeah, no doubt. It, you know for a rookie it's there's always going to be uh some uh, nervousness there's going to be some nerves going in there you know, starting your first NFL game, but to, to watch how calm he is, and, you know, even when something doesn't even go his way or something do, doesn't go right offensively, the way he he locks back in and he just resets, it's, it's very impressive. You
0: know, we talk about, uh, you know, the quarterback essentially being the guy just like you, the only two guys on, on the team that, that touch the ball every single offensive play. But again, he's a rookie. So how does it work for you guys? Are you allowed to, to kind of razz him? Are we allowed? Does Aiden have like rookie <laughs> duties? Like, how does this whole thing work?
1: <laughs> you know, I, I don't. Uh, Unfortunately, we don't have we only have one rookie right now in the O line room, and that's kind of like our rookie he gets yeah, yeah, donuts yeah. and uh, Chick Fil <laughs> in the morning. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we don't do too much hazing of the, the, the rookie quarterback because he's got already got a lot in
0: his. Yeah, I was gonna say he's <laughs> got a lot of things to kind of yeah, get yeah, through yeah. for just through the, the course of a week. <laughs> but you know, obviously, teams getting ready, Andre, to go off to a flight East, take on the Miami Dolphins, a really good Miami Dolphins team. You and I are talking on the way up, a bunch of friendly faces that we'll see when we're there. But uh, when you look at the Dolphins, right, and, and so much gets uh, you know so much gets talked about about their offense, how explosive they can be all the wide receivers, all the points they score. When you look at their defense, though, I mean, no no slouches there on that side of the football. Like, what kind of challenge do they present to you guys this weekend?
1: You know, they, they have a great defense. Every It's like every week in the NFL. Yeah. It's always a good defense. But, uh, you know, we, we've got some familiar faces, you know, uh, that we're, we're used to seeing. I've, we've played them a couple times in my past. So, you know, it, there's, it's always going to be a challenge. I, I think we're, we're up for it.
0: You know, AP talked earlier today, Andre, and he was just talking about some of the uh, – uh, not additions. The amendments to the schedule. How the schedule will change a little bit, especially towards the back end of the week. Getting ready for that East Coast time zone. Getting ready for that journey. Uh, how you know for the, the the you know the layman like me, like how challenging is it to go fly east, uh, change time zones, do a quick fast in a hurry, and be ready to go 10 a.m. West Coast time?
1: Yeah, it it is. It's it's very hard, especially traveling back east. But uh, on those game days, you just got a lot of adrenaline going, mm-hmm. so you just you don't even really think too much about it. Um, what we're doing right now, the AP, what AP is doing right now with the schedules, we're really trying to start earlier. So it's almost like we're already kind of like on East Coast time. We're starting real early in the morning, and then we'll get you know done earlier in the day. So I, I really like what he's doing. I think it's very smart. I think it's going to help us.
0: Yeah, I mean, whatever he's doing is working, right? You know, two games in, two wins for you guys. Obviously, a ton of components that go into that. Just not one person, as I'm sure you know. But uh, it's been really exciting to kind of see you guys play this brand of football to be re-energized, reinvigorated, giving the fans something to cheer about. It's been a blast. So best of luck this Sunday in Miami, and we'll see To get back, all right, brother?
1: Yeah, thank you, man. Appreciate it.
0: And a big thank you to Andre for coming to hang out with us. And per usual, thank you to our public relations staff for facilitating that interview and making sure that Andre got up here and we weren't worried about the time. It is very, very much appreciated, especially during a busy time of the year for all of us. But we carry on, we continue, and we move on to our Raiders College football game of the week. And we got a tasty number this week, my friends. Tennessee, Georgia, 1230 on CBS Saturday, battle of top 25 teams, or how I like to look at it, a battle between Jakob Johnson and Chris Smith, Zamir White, and John Jenkins. We got a volunteer in in Jakob, and then a couple of dogs in Chris Smith, Zamir, and John Jenkins. So there it is, your Raiders College Football Game of the Week, 1230 p.m. on CBS. Well, it's about that time to look ahead to Sunday now. Your Las Vegas Raiders head east as we've said multiple times to take on Tua and that exciting electric Miami offense. Okay, so we do it every week the Raiders will win if. And and usually I like I try to stick to the like the real obvious ones, right? Around the ball, win time of possession, protect the ball, you know, you know, win the turnover battle. And I was talking to one of our guys in the studio today Keaton about what is going to be the Raiders key to victory. And I asked him And he delivered really what I thought was a concise, accurate, good, you know, kind of key to victory. So I'm stealing a Keaton. The Raiders will win if they can get early pressure, early and often pressure, on Tua, right? And I know it sounds like such a, you know, oh, well, of course, you've got to pressure the quarterback. But, like, let's dive into this just a little bit deeper. Dolphins are the number one offense in the NFL. We see them every week on Center. The exciting things that they do, the creative things that they do, how explosive they are, right? You got Tyreek, you got Jalen Waddle. You have all these guys, friend of the program, Alec Ingold, who's gotten a lot of a national run recently for some of the comments that Tyreek Hill has made about him. Uh, but you look at everything that they do. Okay, well, yes, they are explosive. They are versatile. Yes, they can do almost anything on the football field. Yes, they're a lot of fun to watch when they're not playing the Raiders. But if you can get early pressure on Tua, what does that do? Not only does that kind of throw things uh, you know, off rhythm, not only does that get them out of the zone, but for a guy like Tyreek Hill, who is having an incredible season, like we can acknowledge that this dude is playing out of his mind. For a guy like him though, for a speed guy like Tyreek, if you can get early pressure on Tua, it does not it now allows those routes not to develop. Now Tyreek can't get behind your DBs. And we were talking about the DBs earlier, right? A group that has gone through a lot of change, a group that is battered and bruised, uh, a group that needs some uh, replenishment in terms of healthy bodies. So if they can get pressure on Tua, if they can make him get the ball out of his hands fast, I like their chances. And I think the other part of this, too, the Raiders can't play catch-up. Right, like if if Tyreek and Tua are allowed to do their thing early and often, and you look up and it's it's midway through the first quarter, end of the first quarter, and it's fourteen to three. At this point, we talk about the recipe su- recipe to success for your Las Vegas Raiders. As talented as this offense is, as many uh, you know studs as you have, you have your Devontae's, you have your Hunter Renfro's, you have your Jacoby Myers, who by the way I think is playing at a Pro Bowl level this year. You have Josh Jacobs. You need to control the line of scrimmage. This is a run first team and a run run first team with a rookie quarterback isn't necessarily built to come back from two, three score leads. What do they want to do? They want to set the tone early. They want to be the ones that are forcing Miami to kind of put their foot on the pedal, right? You don't want to switch those roles. So if the Raiders can, if Max Crosby and and Malcolm Coons and Tyree are able to do their thing, right? If they're able to get early consistent pressure on Tua, early consistent, two key words right there, It'll be really interesting to see how uh, how the Raiders are able to do this on, on Sunday afternoon. Uh, and again, we've talked about it a lot, man. It is going to be a tough task for them. Clearly the best team that the Raiders have played in the Antonio Pierce era. The early, the young Antonio Pierce era. But man, it's going to be exciting to see how they respond. It's going to be exciting to see what they're able to do against a really, really good team. Candidly, one of the best teams In the AFC, we talk about some of these measuring stick games, right? If you want to be a a team that is making noise uh, in late December into January. I mean, you got to win some of these games that people don't necessarily think you're going to win. You got to find a way to be competitive. You got to find a way to make it a ball game late in the fourth quarter and say, hey, our playmakers versus your playmakers, who's going to come up better for one series? So again, a really exciting game ahead of us. And a friendly reminder to all you guys, since we are on the East Coast, it is that early 10 a.m. game. Uh, I know for the early birds like me, I love it. It's great. Start the day bright and early with a little football. I cannot wait. But. Before we get out of here and hit the dusty trail, we do need to crack an ice-cold bruchacho on the way out. Uh, And this week, man, we're going to keep it simple. Robert Spillane, whoo! Ooh, brother. You deserve an ice cold Coors Light more than anyone. AFC Defensive Player of the Week uh, you know, really becoming coming into your own as one of the dog linebackers in the NFL. It's a treat to watch this guy every single week. He's balling out. He's playing an incredible brand of football. Like I said it's, I'm very glad that he's getting some national media recognition for what he's doing so big shout out to you Robert Spillane you are uh, our recipient of an ice cold Coors Light this week. Well on that note we got a lot of things to do today. We got to get on out of here a uh, friendly reminder fifth quarter me uh dj duffel aka bryce butler is back in the mix this week and we're really excited because bryce is actually going to be here right the schedule is aligned bryce a man of many interests a man of many uh, endeavors is going to be in the desert uh this week and i actually think he touches down tonight as we record this on a thursday but all the same bryce is going to be hanging out with us on sunday morning here in the studio cannot wait uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to have Bryce back with us in the fifth quarter, uh, and it's always more fun when uh, we get to hang out with our friends live and in person. So keep an eye on that. For any other matter, download the app, all that good stuff. Hang out with us on Raiders.com for the entire weekend, but specifically on Sunday morning. So on that note, enjoy the weekend, Raider Nation. For Eddie Pascal, our guest this week, Andre James, and everyone else at Silver and Black Productions, who helps keep our little program afloat, we thank you, thank you, thank you. And then one uh, one programming note on the way out, since next week is Thanksgiving, Our usual Thursday episode will come on Wednesday. So you have something to, uh, when you're cooking the turkey, when you're hanging out with the family, when you maybe need to escape the family for 30 to 40 minutes, listen to Upon Further Review. We will have that on the pod feeds for you by Wednesday night. So in, in that spirit, remember, early kickoff Raider Nation, and we will see you guys next week on Wednesday for our holiday edition of Upon Further Review.